Hi there, I'm Jameson Hudson. I'm Caitlin Crow. And this is Out of Time, a podcast about that tricky temptress that is time travel. We are talking about the movie The Time Traveler's Wife today. Oh man, what a, what an experience. I still don't think I'm emotionally ready to talk about it, but we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead. This is the most fucked up movie I think I've ever seen. Like, there is so much it's that probably happened. one of the most problematic movies I've ever seen. Yeah, like this is this is bad. So like, just for those of you who don't know, it's oh, please I hope it's a lot of you. <laughs> it stars Rachel McAdams and Eric Bana. As star-crossed lovers, I guess you would, they okay. fall under. This is the story about a child molester and a woman that he's groomed. Okay. I would so- call him more a pedophile than a child molester. He doesn't touch her till she's 18. Oh, 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 yeah. That makes it right. This is messed up. So, Eric Bana, in this film, he, I don't know, his name is Henry in the film. I don't know, it's Eric Bana. I don't know what their names are. Henry something. They said the last name, like, once. And it was, like, ridiculous. It was, like, French. <laughs> but he has some unexplained they like to call it genetic the the whole hold oh. on the science of this time traveling premise is that eric banna's character suffers from chrono something uh, a genetic disorder in which without warning or control he is transported to sometime in the past and or future Yeah, he just time travels there, and it happens first, right before his mom dies in a car accident, which is really messed up, and it just, it doesn't make sense, because this movie takes the the Terminator way of time traveling. For some reason, clothes cannot go with you. Yeah, every time, every time he time travels, he leaves his clothes behind. So he arrives in the new destination naked. Okay, so the first time traveling, of course, it's we see a naked little boy, which is just, like, not how you want to start a film. But then Eric Bana comes and explains, okay, you're a time traveler, but Eric Bana has clothing. And then you learn after that, okay, he's naked when he time travels. And you're like, well, how... I just really am curious about the clothing situation there. Because Eric Bana, it's not like he, like, drove up to this kid naked, standing in the middle of the street. He fucking time-traveled there, but he had clothing on for the only time in the movie. I think it was because, legally, you cannot have an adult man naked next to a naked child. Okay, so older Eric Bana comes to younger Eric Bana and says, listen, it's going to be okay. So is there is there a timeline in which he never comes back to the kid? Or, like, is it just, like, cyclic? Do you understand? It's, I think This is my problem with time travel. It's like, is there ever a situation where older Eric Bana never comes to younger Eric Bana? And so younger Eric Bana never knows about time travel? No! Just has to grow up and figure it out on his own. And then says, you know, it would be easier if I just went back and fucking told myself. You see, here's the thing. I think Eric Bana grows up and tells himself because older Eric Bana (laughs) grew up and told himself. And I think 
this, see, this is the problem with time travel, and when we get to the Terminator franchise, you will spend most of the episode crying. <laughs> it just... Because I, I just don't think my brain has the capability to wrap my mind no. around. Okay, so... <laughs> I cannot understand. So basically, okay, so Eric Bana goes back and tells younger Eric Bana that it's going to be fine. And so basically, every time he time travels, he loses his clothes, so he has to break into the nearest building, store, whatnot. There's a lot of B&Es for romantic comedy. <laughs> Here's the thing. Eric Bana's character is not a good dude. He commits a shit ton of felonies. So many crimes. And then again, what we've kind of hinted at is, so the first time we meet Rachel McAdams' character, who is the time traveler's wife, she is in the library looking for a book, and she turns around, and the librarian is Eric Bana. And her face lights up. And she's like, it's you! And she knows more about this character than anybody. Than we do. Yeah. Which is a very interesting place to have a movie. You're meeting a character who the other character doesn't know and knows everything that this movie is about and will later show you. Yeah. So Rachel McAdams tells him to meet her for dinner, which she does because let's face it, Rachel McAdams is hot. And I think if any person, male or female, were <laughs> to be approached by Rachel McAdams and be like, meet me at this place at seven, we'd all be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no. You know, they made they're a very attractive couple. Like very attractive. Eric Ban, I love Eric. I Bana. think that's the only reason people went to go see this. No, because director was smart. Was like, <laughs> we've got a steaming pile of shit for a script. It doesn't make sense. Let's throw some really hot people into it, and we'll just rope them in. So, Rachel McAdams, so they're at dinner. In between, he's time-traveled. See, what drives me crazy, also, is that each time-travel is a different length, a different time. We have no idea. There's nothing concrete or stable about this. It's really hard, because at the core of this movie, no one is giving a shit. And so it, it isn't until about almost halfway through that you realize there are subtle differences in Eric Bana when he's time changing. Yes. Okay. And you have to be told. The costume department was like, you want me to make this one person look how many different ages? And they're like, oh, you know, a bunch of different ages. And I think in the hustle and bustle of production, they weren't always told what age he was. So sometimes he'd show up in old people makeup and sometimes... It was just... I would like to... I think... I don't think he was ever in old people makeup. I think they literally just sprayed his hair. Yeah. There's some baby powder in it. You know, high school theater style. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand that he was supposed to be different ages for a while. Because, like, Rachel McAdams say, wow, says, like, wow, you look so young here. But he looks exactly the same as when his, like quote-unquote old flashbacks are, and so I was like, what's going oh, yeah. on Oh, just here? so you know, they made it easy on themselves so they could cut down, I guess, on the on the uh, makeup budget and kill him off at 45. So he never has to look older than 45. So they're at dinner, and Rachel McAdams lets him know that future him came back all while she was growing up, starting at age six. Yeah, starting at age six. And she fell in love with him. And so when she meets him at an age-appropriate age, 
she is head over heels in love with him, and he doesn't know who she is. And so basically, here's my thing. He groomed her. This is the classic predatory behavior of you get the person that you want to predate, and you just make them okay with it. Because she becomes totally fine with a naked time-traveling 40-year-old man very quickly. Because she's like, oh, am I going to have to call my mom? And he's like, don't call your mother. <laughs> well, and before, oh. so before we even see him go back and talk, like, the first time that they meet. So they're at this dinner, and she's explaining that he knows, and he's, like, a little freaked out about it, but not as freaked out as he should be that a 45-year-old version of himself has been visiting this six-year-old. And then they go back to his place and Rachel McAdams is totally down to fuck. And so they fuck. <laughs> and it's like they just go at it. And I'm literally, don't have sex with the stranger who tells you you've been stalking. Like he's been stalking you. Like you're. Yeah, like, I know. You straight up admit, like you've been stalking me since I was six. The last time I saw you, I was 18. I'm maybe 22 here, 24. Once again, I feel Rachel McAdams looks the same age throughout the film. Rachel McAdams, I don't think, has aged in about 10 years. No, I don't think she has either, but I think when they meet and she's like the young 20-something, I think he's supposed to be like the same age. I think they're they're around the same age there. Yeah. And so they end up being the same age, but both of them look exactly like how they started the film. And so then he goes back and starts what has to be the longest case of Stockholm Syndrome I've ever seen in my life. Like, he just keeps trapping her by showing up. Yeah, no, he does. He straight up, like, forces this little girl to fall in love with him. It's so fucked up. And he ends up justifying it to himself, because by the time he goes back to see her... They're, like, already married. But for the audience, you should not be okay with what's happening. No. Like, that's the thing. Like, this isn't sweet. <laughs> like, if if you're a child and some older man, like, comes up to you and is, like, basically, like, in the future, we're married and you love me very much, <laughs> you need to be calling for an adult. Like, right. you should not be, like... Well, I guess I take your word for it, since we will be married. Yeah. Like, uh, no, I need an actual adult and not a child predator. <laughs> and so they've also created this world in which there are no consequences for telling people things about the future. It's, like, frowned upon, but they, they there's only one rule in this, as far as I can tell, in this the way that he times travel, and it's that everything happens anyway. So you can't really change anything. Well, you see, you pick up that rule because he says it. <laughs> specifically. He specifically says everything just happens anyway. So, like, it, nothing matters. Basically, it's a typical white man. There's no consequences for any of his actions exactly. whatsoever. Exactly. And, like, all the time traveling, when you see him time travel, is you basically see him steal clothes, fight people, and try to get a little girl to fall in love with him. Yeah, there's no story in his traveling. Nothing else. I would say there's no story in this film. Yeah. But there's no, like, linear... I get it. It's not going to be linear. It's time travel. But there's also no, like, unifying plot. Like, the first hour and a half of this movie 
is just like scenes of him going back and forth and then like interacting with Rachel McAdams where you have no idea how old he is. You don't know if it's current him, past him, future him. Because they mix up and they'll interchange in the same scene where it'll be like current him and then all of a sudden it's old him. And that's how I figured out it was old him coming back. Because when they're going to get married, he right before the wedding, current day Eric Pana travels back. But then old Eric Bana comes and Ron Livingston, who looks terrible, tells is like, oh, I hope no one notices the gray hair. And that's when I noticed that there was gray hair. Yeah. Oh, so this is an old one. So then the old one is there for the wedding ceremony. But then the reception is back to young Eric Bana. Current Eric Bana. Current Eric Bana. And there is so little understanding that that is what's happening. Okay, and then literally, so they go to, like, the honeymoon suite, and this is, like, the creepiest juxtaposition moment for me. They go back to the the honeymoon suite, and they jump on the bed, which was just such a weird choice. Yeah, well, they both, the first cut is of them just, like, staring at the bed, like, oh, yeah, you we're gonna fuck here. And then they're fucking jumping up and down. Yeah. Which is crazy. And he disappears. And he disappears to go back to younger I don't know what Rachel McAdams character's name is. I couldn't tell you. I have no clue. Gun to my head, couldn't tell you. And it literally is like, oh hey, I was just about to fuck older you. They're like talking and she's jealous of his jealous Because she's like, oh are you married? And he's like, yeah I'm, I'm married. And she's all like upset and jealous and he thinks it's like hilarious. And then he goes back and tells, like, current day Rachel McAdams, and they're just like, ha, ha, ha. I was so like, jealous of you. Like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But it's I me. how funny how you emotionally manipulated me to fall in love. <laughs> and then the next sequence of event, Eric Bana's gone for two weeks, which we don't really know, except for the fact that when he comes back, Rachel McAdams specifically says, you were gone for two weeks. And we don't know what he was doing. Like, it would have worked if he had something that was like compelling he was just like oh sorry i didn't know how to come back i tried everything yeah he is not responsible for any of his actions because he has no control no he has no control over anything and i just want to know what happened like why what was he doing what time period was he in yeah like i don't understand because sometimes when he goes back or forward in time it's to people he knows it's like to see his mom or to see... He uses gravity to explain it, which is not how gravity works. But, like, things <laughs> with more meaning he's drawn to. And then other times he's just, I don't know, just a random place. Like, there's no there's no rules. And it, it just drives me nuts. doesn't make any... Like, I don't get why he travels, <coughs> how he travels. Like, he is the least interesting person to ever time travel in history. <laughs> Uh, the only thing he uses his time traveling for is morally bankrupt activities. In the movie, when he finds... First of all, he's only traveled up to the past, as far as we know, up until this point. And then he comes back, and he's like, oh, I was just in the future. And guess what? I have the winning lottery ticket. We won $5 million. And Rachel McAdams is like, oh no, that's cheating. But just kidding, we're going to take it. And that's it. Yeah, and it's just like, and then you're like, well, I guess he goes into the future now, too. So I guess that's what he was doing in two weeks. He was in the future doing question mark. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. 
And so the justification of keeping the $5 million makes no sense whatsoever. He's like, there's a lot of negatives to my condition because it's a genetic condition, apparently. But this isn't one of them. I'm like, uh, no. So this is like when they kind of say, like, it's genetic and they, like, try to start seeing a doctor yeah, about and it. And then, no, they are not seeing the doctor yet. That happens after my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> okay, right. So Rachel McAdams gets pregnant. And, and so Rachel, I need to tell this. Okay. So Rachel McAdams. Adams is sitting um, in the restaurant and they had their first date in and is eating and all of a sudden she's reacting to something going on in her stomach and I turn to Jameson and I'm like the fetus is time traveling there's a time traveling fetus and she looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot <laughs> Like, just, what would happen? And then Rachel McAdam takes her hands up and there's blood. And I'm like, oh no, okay, it's a miscarriage. And, and Jameson's like, aren't you a dick now for this? Right. And then they go and, you know, the they're in the hospital and, and everything. And then he goes to see the geneticist. And he's like, my wife had a miscarriage. And what if the fetus has my condition? It's time traveling, and that's why the miscarriages are happening. So, there is a time traveling fetus in this film. She has, like, at least three miscarriages. And what I find most concerning about this is that means that there are bloody fetuses popping up. (laughs) Where are the fetuses? But, like, time traveling fetus. This isn't a movie that, like, people read this script and were like, yep. I want to make this movie. And then Eric Bana and Rachel McAdams are like, time-traveling fetus? I'm in. This has and to be a favor movie. Like, this literally <laughs> has to be, like, the biggest favor called in. And, and, like, people saw it, like, I can't imagine having to, like, pay money to see this. I saw this for the premise of comedy. But, like, imagine you're, like, taking your girlfriend on a date. Because, you know, you're going and you're like, you know, this is going to be a great date movie. My biggest issue with this being classified as a romantic comedy is that there is nothing that suggests that these two people have anything in common. There's no, no. conversation between Wait, them. Here's, here's, I, there's, hold on. There's literally no reason for them to be together or in love, except that they are together and in love. Like, except that past and future selves have been told that they love each other. The reason why they are together is because Eric Bana, as a 45-year-old man, found a six-year-old girl that he liked and made fall in love with. So are you saying 45-year-old Eric Bana is not married at the time when he goes back and ties her? <laughs> That's the cyclical issues I have with this. I'm just saying the only reason what why... What came first? What came first? The child... Or the child predator? <laughs> like, did they get... What a terrible tagline. <laughs> what came first? Did... Did falling in love with Rachel McAdams and then visiting young Rachel McAdams come first? Like, is the start of his story with her when they meet at the library? But no, because Rachel McAdams knows him at the library. This is why I fucking hate time travel! And then... Don't do it! But here's the thing. Six-year-old Rachel McAdams is only interested in him because 45-year-old Eric Bana tells him that she should be. Either way, this is not a healthy relationship. No. Even when they're, like, married. I mean, he makes the decision to get a vasectomy without her. And it's like, his reasoning makes sense, but he should have told her. So then, right after the vasectomy, he time travels to when she's 18, and, like, 
kisses her for the first time. And he's just being really emotionally manipulative and terrible. And then he goes back to the present and he tells Rachel McAdams this. And Rachel McAdams finally, like, fucking wakes up and is like... You, you you made me fall in love with yeah, you. Yeah, and is like and like realizes that she's way been too groomed. late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And any like reasonable human being at that point would be like, oh shit, all of this was emotional manipulation to get me to stay with you. So here's what I'm gonna do is I'm going to remove myself from the situation because you're a goddamn psychopath and who has been trying to get me to love you since I was six years old. Is what she should have done. What she actually does is get a call from past Eric Bana, who's like 20-something, and goes and fucks him in a parking lot when he doesn't have a vasectomy so she can get pregnant. It's pretty messed up. Also, and her and her defense how, is, I didn't cheat on you. Also, how was 20-something-year-old Eric Bana able to call Rachel McAdams? Because this whole cell phone thing was never set up earlier in the film. So basically, she has sex with him while Kurt him is sleeping, which is like I feel like would rip a hole in the space-time continuum, but what do I know? a lot of things should have, because, okay, so they end up having the kid, and the kid can time travel, too, and is named after Jessica Alba, I'm assuming. (laughs) I don't think so. Because that's the only reason I think anyone basically the would last half Alba. was it the mom's name anyway basically oh, the maybe. last half hour of the movie is the only like decent part of the movie because it's not even good it just <laughs> made you cry it was emotionally ma- manipulative just like okay him. the entire <laughs> film was emotionally manipulative <laughs> the last part was just emotionally manipulative in a way that got you. And at the very last scene, I fucking cried. I'm man enough. Basically, to admit this. what happens is they finally are able to have a kid, and her name is Alba. And Alba starts traveling to the past and sees her parents fighting. And then at some point, Eric Bana travels to the future, and a ten-year-old Alba runs up to him says, Daddy, I'm so happy to see you, and they talk, and basically she tells him, because she can't keep a secret, that he's been dead for five years. For five years. Which is like, so you can time travel past the end of your life. Which is interesting for like a genetic condition. So basically we spend the last bit of the movie just waiting for him to die. And ten year old Alba comes and visits five year old Alba and like tells her that and, her like, dad's tries gonna die. And like tries to yeah, help her through like the fact that her dad's gonna die. But like it's insane when you see these two girls together and it's like two versions of themselves just like acting like like sisters and it's just Alba's gonna need a shit ton of therapy like that's insane so basically (sighs) he figures out when he's gonna die because he travels and watches his death which is meta as fuck and then when he does actually die the last so he dies and you know his wife and daughter are over his dead body and he dies in the lamest way ever he gets shot while some dudes are hunting in the woods. Well, his father-in-law is hunting. Because his father-in-law is a hunter. And so for some reason, he time travels to, like, one of the hunting trips. And he gets shot. And, like, the father doesn't know that he shoots him. Yeah. He just thinks that, like, he clips a deer. Which is, like, the worst payoff. Like, I'm sorry, but you have this, like, crazy-ass time-traveling movie. Like, like it's obvious that he's gonna die. Like, you know he's gonna die for most of the film. But... Because you never see older than 45 Eric yeah. 
And there's just, there's no payoff. Like, there's not even, like, a cool death scene. Like, he doesn't, oh, like, he, time like, travel tries... into a bank or something. <laughs> to rob it and then well, get just, shot? Like, like I happens mean, to, like, be a good. naked man in a bank and they shoot him. I don't know. Because <laughs> naked men in banks get shot. Okay. <laughs> what an interesting world you live in. No, but he never, like, he should die, like, get shot in the process of, like, saving someone's life. If this was a movie that, like, cared about being a movie. This like, was, like, one long this, film student's project. This was what would a, be meta and fucked up This was a collection shit? of strange scenes that was executive produced by Brad Pitt. Yeah, we're, I don't even, I don't Which, even know what that would. Was this originally a Brad Pitt project? Did Brad Pitt age out of this role? That's what I want to know. That's too depressing to think about. Um, I think he did. And basically, the last scene of the movie is Alba's like nine. So it's before she even tells her dad he's going to die. And it's, I guess, a time when he's like in his 30s. And he comes to visit and... But he knows that he is going to die. So, because he finds it out before Alba's born, and he tells, he mentions something that, like, Alba's a baby. Yeah. So, he's, he knows that he's going to die. We have, of course, have no clue that he's fucking time-traveled past his death again. Yeah. Because this movie doesn't... This movie tells the audience nothing! The audience is completely in the dark for almost all of this movie. I'm still not entirely certain what I watched. I if just you, know Eric Bana was in it, and so is Rachel McAdams. I think the conflict of this film was simply time, which is insane. The only premise of this movie was, okay, what if we had a time traveler who couldn't control it? And go! Okay, but the, yeah, the end of the film where we both cried is because it's an unnecessarily long shot of them running towards each other, and he keeps saying, I have to go, I have to go, and so you're like... You're worried that Widow Rachel... Rachel McAdams is not going to see be able to see her husband, who she's been missing for five years, because he's going to travel mm-hmm. away. And I won't lie, I was concerned. <laughs> I watched this film, and I knew it was about a child predator, and you know what? I still was like, no, no, they have to see each other again. Right. I don't get why it was called The Time Traveler's Wife, because it also clearly was not about Rachel McAdams. No, she was it definitely was, a maligned female in this movie. Like, she was literally just a prop for Eric Ban. How how about let's make it from her perspective if we're not going to do anything interesting about the time traveling with Eric Bana. Yeah, like if we're not going to see him like accomplish cool shit in the past, then like let's make it about her. All right, so that was that was the time traveler's wife. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and rate it for you. As always, we rate in one out of five flux capacitors. What would you give it on the science, the genetic code that makes him a time traveler? You know what? I would give this zero flux capacitors only because I cannot give it negative because genetics I don't know it just wasn't charming and it was strange there was no control that was the biggest thing I think is that there is no control and even when they got the geneticist in there the geneticist was just like well it's almost like you're having an epileptic fit and so we're like so epileptics are close to time travel like I don't think that's right the science yeah the science didn't add up at all 
all. I'm gonna give and... it. I'm gonna give it one, and here's why. Because at least they explained it. They tried to say it was genetic. You know, I I think that no explanation would have been better than the piss poor explanation they gave. All right. Because they tried to, but it was so clunky in how they did it that it takes you out and it distracts you. So that is why I give it zero flex capacitors. All right. How do you feel they dealt with the ramifications of time travel? Because I give it zero. I give it zero. There as were well. no consequences to anyone's actions. Well, the consequences was that Rachel McAdams married her child predator. Yeah. Like. Rachel McAdams entered into a, in a, um, an emotionally an abusive, manipulative, abusive, an abusive relationship. relationship that is just completely unacceptable and just we should not have seen. And so out of uh, the entertainment factor, the, the watchability of this movie. I would give it one flux capacitor. Simply, like, I feel like if there is a way to cut this film... So you only saw the part about the time-traveling fetus. Like, I feel like everyone needs to see a grown man hypothesize that a fetus is time-traveling. I feel like if I ever meet Eric Bana, I'm just going to straight up, please tell me anything you can about the time-traveler's wife. Who made you do that? Like, you? I want to know anything. I just want to be like, did they at least pay you a lot? I would give it a half of a flex capacitor because... Because it made me so irrationally angry that yeah. there was nothing uniform. There was no. It's there was the- no story. The- there was nothing. I was just angry for the seventy-five percent of it, and then I was sad. No, the only redeeming point was when it was the time traveling fetus, which I Enough. I want to create a band and call us the time traveling fetus. I'm gonna need you like, not. That's the name of a punk band. I'm starting, guys can check us out on, on YouTube. <laughs> SoundCloud is the what all the new kids are oh, using. SoundCloud, whatever. Uh, so basically, I would not recommend to watch it. You, If you want to stare at the hotness that is Rachel McAdams and Eric Bana, there are a lot more tolerable ways to do this. Just rewatch The Notebook. Just rewatch do it. The Notebook. Or, you know, if, you, if you're like, you know, I have a couple of hours to burn, watch one of the 10-hour videos on YouTube, the one where the, the Legolas is taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> Because that's not a that's... logical, re- that's not a logical like recommendation. Fine. Okay, if you have a couple hours to burn and you want to watch like an Eric Bana film, just watch Munich. It's a good movie. Okay. So thanks <laughs> for listening. Just put your head in a blender. We are luckily out of time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Out of Time. If you haven't already checked out our previous episode on Back to the Future, you can also find it on our SoundCloud. Next time, we'll be discussing the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic, Time Cop, which, again, is a movie I have never seen. I feel like I've seen it, but I also feel like I don't remember it, which could go either way. It's quite literally about... A cop who travels through time? Yes? Yeah, 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 it's Sean Claude Van Damme. Very straightforward. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I have. Uh, let's do some predictions. My prediction is that we're gonna have to watch it with the subtitles on because I'm not going to know what he's saying <laughs> okay. halfway through subtitles. My prediction is that I'm not going to understand how his jurisdiction extends as far as it does. 
That's, that's a good one. I think I think we have some good ones. I was going to say that my prediction is going to be he's going to spend just an inappropriate amount of time in this film in the splits. <laughs> but that's a given. <laughs> so it's cheating. All right. Well, you can follow us on Twitter at Out of Time Pod, and I am at Lala Caitlin. And I'm at Jameson Hudson. Goodbye. Okay, uh, bye.